Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. And here we are. What a weekend it's been, everybody. Well, happy Easter to everyone who celebrates. Yep, happy, uh, happy, 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 yep. Well, that's, all that's good. <laughs> yep. Um, what's happening? I'm very tired today. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't know what happened. It's weird because it was quite a weekend before, at least you had the excuse of working fourteen hours a day. No, I said today. I know. I'm not like I'm not generally tired. Mm. Maybe I am. Okay, fine. I'm generally tired. <laughs> what of it? I don't know. I mean, the yawning I was doing. Yeah, it was, at like it was, it was insane. It was insane. I did not care for it. I either. didn't either. It was like. I couldn't even. I couldn't control it. It's yeah, really it, annoying. It was a lot. It was like really put on. 
It sounded like fake yawning from someone pretending to be very tired. Like it was a sarcastic amount of yawning. It was very melodramatic. It really was. And I hated every second of my own yawning. (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Yeah. We took Henry to the Natural History Museum today. Yes. That was, uh, that was the, what was it? Today is family day. Family day. Yes. Family day. We usually go in the mornings, but we were only able, they're doing ticketed entry now. We're only able to get tickets in the afternoon. We've only been there today. So I don't know why we usually go in the morning. No, I meant family day is usually in the morning. Oh, well, I just want to be clear with everybody. Okay. I think probably today's family day was exciting. It was. We had so much fun looking at taxidermied animals. Henry's little mind was blown. Yes. He did the, ah, that he does when he's really excited about something. It is fascinating that that's still a thing. Pay money, walk into a giant building, and Mm -hmm. look at taxidermied animals. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating to me. Like, museums haven't, like... I don't know. They haven't like changed. <laughs> well, that hasn't changed yeah. for sure. No, I'm just I'm like generally like the natural history to, museum has not changed. I feel like they're trying to like bring themselves into the 21st century with like their temporary exhibits, but their permanent exhibits are taxidermy and fossils. Yeah. And gemstones that we didn't look at. We didn't get to see the gemstones because Henry just, I don't know. He wanted to go back to the car as soon as he found out he was out of kids RX bars. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, Yes, but in the morning, you know, I took him in the morning to get coffee. And then I spilled a bunch on on the passenger seat, which was great. You know, because in a way, I feel like now the passenger seat is cleaner than it has been in forever. He's talking about my passenger seat. Dory's car, I would describe it as like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's like two trash bags shy of hobo car. I don't think that's very, um, I don't think we say that anymore. Hobo? Yeah. I mean, we got it right. They're on the, they're all on the rails with their little satchels. Yeah, on a stick. I don't think we say that anymore. I think there are actual hobos, though, right? Maybe that ride the rails, sure, town to town, find some work. Okay, there's not there's not that much stuff in my car, but I would say the stuff that is in my car, ninety five percent of it is Henry related. Yes, but like, there, how many towels do you think are in your car currently? A lot. (laughs) And why is that? Well, you know what? It's partly because we don't have anywhere to put them inside the house. Oh, we need towel storage? We have we don't have a lot of storage in this house. You you seem to be under the impression that we have a lot of storage in this house, but I'm here to tell you we don't. I think we have plenty. We don't. Okay. Anyway, apparently our home uh cannot keep towels, so they're all in Dory's car. These are like beach towels. Yes, obviously. The beach towels, we definitely don't have room for those. Not like bath towels. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say it out loud just so you hear it. I mean, what if people were like, wow, they have to go out to their car every time they want to like, yeah. take a shower? Yeah, no, I think I think people get it. Also, there's a lot of sand in your car. Well, that's because Henry likes to go to the sandbox. Yes, but like, I don't know how the sand gets in the front seat. Look, sand works in mysterious ways. I'm just like, I'm very, I don't know. I'm confused. Not that I should talk. I mean, my car generally isn't that clean, but it does. 
My car generally has much less stuff in it than yours. Yeah, but my car generally has less trash than yours. Like wrappers of things. Yeah, it's all... Although, I mean, it's pretty clean. Look, uh, every time a sous vide egg bite uh, is consumed, it's usually... It's An angel consumed, gets its wings? Yes, in the car. And then uh, a Starbucks gets its fins. Oh. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> I will. So... <laughs> You know that those those accumulate, especially like in the middle of like when I was in the block of like three episodes, it would yeah. be absurd. Like the end of the block, it'd be like the whole floor was like empty sous vide containers and empty con- empty monster energy. Yeah, which is cool. You know, it's very cool. I like to be very healthy, so I eat the egg white roasted. Red pepper egg white sous vide egg bite. Uh huh. And I pound Monster <laughs> Ultra. Yep, that's so healthy. Thank you. Um, and let's see what else has happened. Well, Dory bought a Lego set. Uh, so everyone who's uh, Lego portion of the show, which wow, maybe we'll spoiler. even spoiler, we'll even do emails later. Wait, was that a spoiler? Were, no. you, were you hiding that from I people? I wasn't. But, you know, we're not in the Lego portion of the show. Right. We'll get there. But I will say it's all I've been doing the last few days. It's true. It's all he's been doing. Um, But I, on the bright side, like Henry's really into the train. He loves it. So. It's really cute. I have to. I got him. I got more track today. So we had a bigger, we had a bigger layout. Which lasted a little bit because he likes to stop it like he's a giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after every because the Lego trains made out of Legos, but it's powered and and like the Main Street railroad station is Legos. And every night when he goes to bed, I have to put it back together. Yep. Which is like, I don't know. It might be. I think it's like giving a false POV of the world. Well, he definitely thinks you can fix anything. Yes. Which I'm like a little weary of at this point. Mm-hmm. And just like, I, can't, I mean, I want to be able to fix everything, but sometimes I just have to go buy a new thing. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes there's just, yeah, not it's not fixable. Right. I tell him that a lot of times when he points to um, ripped off pages in books. Yeah, he does love to rip off. He also likes to point it out. Yeah. Like he's kind of obsessed with tearing like not a page out of a book they're board books but like tearing off the like a layer glossy layer yeah a strip of it and then and then pointing it out he also still for some reason i couldn't tell we moved into this house a year and a month ago and he still points out the broken toilet paper dispenser in his bathroom Yes, he, like he still needs everyone to know about that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mostly me. I think he still. I think. I think that's something he wants me to fix. Yeah, when he points it out to me, he says, "Dita." I see. He really does demand quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funny his little hand coming up now is funny to me when I'm driving. This little this little snack hand mm-hmm. comes up. He just makes noise and sort of closes his hand for snacks. But he doesn't do that when it's only me in the car. That's right, because you, you don't eat sous vide egg bites in the car. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Zita does. Mm-hmm. And then if, if he goes, like, you know, if he does the <laughs> flappy flap, he'll get a little piece once it's cooled down. Um, so, yeah. What else happened this morning? 
don't even remember. Well, then, then you guys came home and I took him to the park. Yes. What did I do while you were at the park? Lego. Oh yeah, I built. <laughs> I was building the second floor of the Disney castle, which is coming <laughs> along nicely. You know, I've got to. Uh, what am I on? Bag twelve now? Thirteen? I think there's two more bags after that. It's absolutely enormous. It's not that much bigger than the bat. I don't know. So it's pretty big. Whatever. It's very large. It's okay. Dory's building the set of Central Perk. That's true. Um, I believe that Monica's apartment is coming soon. Lego ideas. Oh, yeah. cool. So that'll be. If anyone out there is like a big fan of the TV program Friends, there's a Lego set for the set. You know, the irony is I was not super into Friends. That's not ironic. Like I'm honestly not that into 1989's Batman. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it does has not stopped me from buying the yeah Batwing. Well, you know, I, I was looking for something that was like not Star Wars. Yeah, which a lot of Lego is at this point. Really, it really is. There seems to be their key license. Yeah. Um, and not Disney, which is owned by. Star Wars and Disney. Right, yeah. right, right. And same with Marvel. So like yeah. between those three Disney properties, yeah. it's a lot of Lego. Yeah. Um and I kind of but I kind of wanted something pop culture. Like I didn't want to just build like the Empire State Building or something. I would say the Empire State Building also qualifies as pop culture. I disagree. Hmm. So the Friends one really called to me. <laughs> uh what else do they have? license wise the simpsons they did the simpsons house and the quickie mart mm-hmm. um those i guess since disney bought fox those are also disney <laughs> wait a second <laughs> lego better watch their license fees like because disney could just go well these are the fees now sorry what are you gonna do go get avatar we own that too Whoa. You want to make a Titanic? Mm, guess what? We also own that movie. But I suppose you could make a regular Titanic model. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't brand it. Just don't put Jack and Rose on yep. it. Uh, yeah, so it is interesting. I had, I had not thought about the licenses of, of the Lego franchises. Mm-hmm. Well, Lego, James, that Aston Martin was... James Bond, which is not owned by Disney. Well, there you go. Finally found one. Well, Friends isn't owned by Disney. Yes, Friends is a Warner Brothers. And of yeah. the Warner Brothers properties, you have the, your Batmans. Yeah. Your 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 friends. Yeah. Goonies. I don't know. Did they make a Goonies? Probably not. No, they should have, though. I bet they will someday, maybe. Maybe a Lego Ideas thing. Yep. Um. All right. Well, listen, enough about Legos. Someone did text and say, wait a minute, are we really not going to hear about the maybe transfer that was dropped last episode? Oh, yeah. We have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, We did gloss over. That's very funny. We, we did. Yeah. Dory went to Dr. Kelly Beck this week. I did. So I went on Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, I went and i did some blood work my blood work looked good Mm -hmm. my thyroid was like back down to where she likes it to be right 
And then she was like, okay, you'll come back Friday for a saline sonogram so we can just make sure that your uterus is like good to go after like good, you know, I had the C-section, I had the septum resectioning, blah, blah, blah. I just want to make sure everything's copacetic. So I go in Friday morning, go into the exam room. There's like a little, you know, one of those little silver tray tables like laid out with all the instruments. Your classic place for forceps. Scissors, scalpels. <laughs> it was just like it was like gauze. it was like more tools than I was expecting, yeah. and I was like, oh. So I, I'm not going to give everyone the, the total play by play, but Dr. Kelly Beck came in with two nurses, and the nurse, one of the nurses, who's my new nurse, um, who Dr. Kelly Beck informed me that they poached from USC. <laughs> well, I mean, someone had to replace Sima. Um, she was starting to do it, but she was like having a little trouble. And I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you guys, my cervix is like Fort Knox, mm-hmm. according to Dr. Rebecca Brown, my OB. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, I was like, yeah. So she couldn't get the little catheter in. Dr. Kelly Beck had to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like putting in a balloon, which of course gave me like, PTSD from the Foley balloon for my induction. Yes. That was a disaster. Um, And then we're like looking at my uterus on the ultrasound and Dr. Kelly Beck is like, oh, hmm, you see that little band? It's very funny to me that you say her whole name every time. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. That's her name. Yep. Um, And I'm like, sure. Like I cannot, you know, everything just sort of looks like static to me on those ultrasound like, I don't know how you can tell one thing from another on those yeah. things. Anyway, she said I had a band, quote unquote. And she was like, okay, so here's our options. I can put in the, I can put the balloon like farther up and kind of move it around and try to break up the band. It might work. It might not work. Band of what? We don't know still. Scarring, I guess. I don't know. She's like, or if you don't want to do that and, you know, it'll, it, it probably will hurt. And it might not work. So we could always just, you know, we could do a surgical hysteroscopy, put you to sleep, and, you know, be done with it. And I was just thinking back to my other surgical hysteroscopy when they did my septum, because that was a surgical hysteroscopy. And I was like, that was a whole ordeal. And remember the surgical center lost power? Yes, I do. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go through that again. Um, So I said, okay, let's just, Let's just do it. And then she says to the, she says, I've done this twice before and both people are pregnant now and it worked. And I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> look, maybe you'll be three for three. What a- I felt like she was really, she's really going rogue. She was off book. You she know? was off book. <laughs> um, so she did it. It hurt, but not in the insane way that I was expecting. And they were like, oh, you didn't like the other people we did it to. Like, <laughs> We're in a lot more pain. <laughs> oh. Um, well, I mean, Fort Knox. Yeah, but Fort Knox makes it painful. Yeah, but like once you're in. Well, that's the thing. It's protected. like once you're in, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sealed off. Um, and she was like, I got it. I got it. She was like very excited. Uh-huh. And then that was it. And they were like, okay. And they were like, are you okay? You're okay? And I was like, yeah. And then, like, they kind of all just, like, vacated the room, like, almost immediately. Um, well, no. And then 
Dr. Kelly Beck was like, okay, so we need to give you a month yeah. to heal. So I'll see you in a month. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it all happened so fast. I mean, it was pretty wild because, like, Dory took Bo to the chateau and then I was with Henry in the morning. And then I didn't hear from you for a while. And then all of a sudden I get that text. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what is happening? And then, uh, yeah. And I have to go get blood work, even though the embryo already exists. Yeah. Uh, you know, they <laughs> so, really like to check a lot of boxes. Going tomorrow. We got to get a thing notarized saying, we know. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for checking in with us. <laughs> yeah. Then I, like, I had, like, I felt, like, bloated for, like, two days and crampy. Yeah. Like, today's kind of the first day that I feel a little better. But, you know, tell everybody about Niharka's dream. Oh, my gosh. So, the morning I was going in, on Wednesday morning, the first day I was going in to mm -hmm. get the blood work and just to, like, take the preliminary look at my uterus, I get a text from one of my best friends. She sent it at 5 a.m. because she lives on the East Coast. She was on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. She's like... Dora, I had a crazy dream that you got pregnant and had a baby girl named June. And like, I haven't, like, Niharka and I talk frequently, but like, not like every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think I talked to her for at least a couple of weeks. Like we hadn't, I don't think she listened to the podcast. We hadn't talked about the fact right. that I was going to do this transfer. Of the remaining embryo, of the remaining, which is a female. Yeah, of the remaining girl embryo. And I was like, Okay, I texted her back. I was like, that's really crazy because I'm literally going in this morning. Wild. To like get this all, you know, see if we can get this all done. And then, I don't know, we were kind of like, if this works, like, do we have to name the baby June? And I kind of think we do. <laughs> I think we do. June Myra. I don't hate it. It kind of works. Henry and June. Sounds like Benny and June. Henry and June is kind of interesting. Sounds like it Benny and June. It does sound like Benny and June. Anyway. But I don't think anyone, like, I don't think kids today know of the 1990 movie Benny and June. But you're so concerned that kids today would know of the... Uh, Henry James? Late 19th century Yes, author. because he is still Sorry, taught... Early 20th century He is author. still taught in English classes. Pfft, not anymore. They're over Zoom, baby. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet 
sort of jump for joy. But like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back. Hello. Um, I just want to remind everyone that as we get to our listener emails, you also can email us at yes. doryandmatt at gmail.com and mattanddory at gmail.com. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. And I just realized we have a voice memo. It's okay. I mean, look, we can wing it. Is that what's the first thing first? Is the- yeah, I have that first. Um, and also, we please do join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. If you were not a member of the Facebook group, you missed the uh, giveaway last week of early copies of my book. That's right. So... There you go. All right. Here is voice memo. Hi, Matt and Dory. I've sent in a voice memo before. I'm Jenna from Chicago. I am currently pregnant with my third baby, second IVF baby. Um, I'm writing in about the person questioning whether parents have changed their plans regarding how many children they have. The pandemic, along with some of our health problems, biggest being my husband's large ascending aortic aneurysm, has encouraged us to move forward with our original plan to have three children. At the end of the day, all we have is our health and our family, and everything else just seems to be fluff when it comes down to it. I think a lot of people around us were surprised by our decision to grow our family, but it was the right choice for us. That being said, I hope to never have to quarantine again with my children and no help from the grandparents because that was awful. I can totally relate to that. Commenters, 
part <laughs> about the struggle of parenting during quarantine. Um, to touch on some of the other topics recently, for potty training, I'm not convinced there's a one-size-fits-all to potty training. My son, daycare, potty trained him when he was completely done with day and night potty training by 21 months. Wow. Which was insane, and we were just so shocked. My daughter just turned three, and we have been working on potty training, and it is just clicking in the last week and a half. Mm. We've had two poops on the potty, and we are just thrilled. I nearly cried. <laughs> um, That's a big deal. She yeah. would happily do all of the steps of potty training except actually go in the potty. <laughs> For her, it totally had to be on her own time. She's kind of the boss of our family, and she's definitely going to keep her older and younger brother in line. <laughs> Because she's very demanding. Sounds familiar. Um, as for breastfeeding, I love it and totally encourage it if a parent and baby are willing to and able to. But I also love formula. I exclusively breastfed my first. With my second, we started using formula around six months because I got so sick of pumping at work. I'm a working <laughs> mom. Um, and it was so nice to be able to be away from baby if I needed to without stressing about pumping and all of the things that come along with that. But also I was able to enjoy the extra bonding and snuggling with the baby when breastfeeding when I was around, which I really do enjoy. Um, it's just nice to know that you have an alternative if you get sick or need to travel or whatever else may come up. Um, I guess that's all. It's Jenna from the Chicago suburbs, one spontaneous six-and-a-half-year-old, one IVF baby three years old, and pregnant with my third baby, who's my second frozen embryo transfer, due July 2021, um, 2,500 square feet, and we only eat Hebrew National hot dogs at our house, all which beef. I know Matt Boo. but we love them. That's all. Thanks. I wonder if you have beach towel storage in that 2,500 square feet. Probably. <laughs> uh, by the way, you know, if anyone else wants to call and leave a voicemail or send a voice memo to our email and just sort of like go over the last month of podcasts, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. I enjoy these like potpourri. Yes. A grab bag, if you will. Grab bag of, of voicemails. Um, thank you, Jenna. I like that what you said, all, all we have is our health and our family. And some people, like a lot of people don't have that. Yes. So we should be grateful. I agree. Yep. And okay. it, I just, it was so quiet that like, I know ACAS is going to be like, put an ad right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right. Moving on, we have an email from B or Bea. Not sure how she pronounces it. Uh, is this uh, not anonymous? No, not anonymous. Okay, good. I'm just checking. Thank you, though. Um, all right. I'm emailing in response to Nicole, who wrote last week about only one of her blastocysts making it to day six. I'm so sorry, Nicole. Unfortunately, I can wholeheartedly relate and empathize. And I wanted to offer a little bit of hope. In December 2018, I made a social media post to friends and family with the support of my husband, informing them of our infertility process and the devastation of similar outcomes. So um, she included 
a bit of the uh, post, which I'm not going to read the entirety of, um, but she says, there are still so many unknowns. Ryan and I are approaching these po- those possibilities with bruised but open hearts. They just had a failed IVF cycle. Um, and says to use, now she says, to use Dory's words, infertility math is brutal. And to use Matt's words, it can be a kick in the bleep. <laughs> On our first round of I IVF. I did take that out. I remembered to cut that. Yeah. On our first round of IVF, we had 17 eggs retrieved, nine that were mature, seven that made it to day five, and a big fat zero that made it to day six. We literally did not realize that zero was a possibility for us. We did the quote math, 17 eggs, 40% attrition. We expected to have at least a couple that made it to genetic testing, but nope, round one equals zero. We met with our RE a few weeks later to figure out what happened, and she and the embryologist were as surprised as, as we were. Our RE showed such compassion in that follow-up meeting and even stated that our outcome was a tragedy. That kind and fitting word, tragedy, has stuck with me ever since. My husband and I both have unexplained infertility diagnoses, and to thus, the word captured the outcome perfectly. It was all very unexplainable. It was a tragedy. Nonetheless, we tried again. Round two resulted in 16 eggs retrieved, eight that were mature, two that made it to day five. And one that resulted in genetic viability. It is my greatest joy to share that that one little embryo is now our 14-month-old son. <sighs> Nicole and others who have experienced this tragic disappointment of lower than expected or zero embryo outcomes, I'm sorry that you are hurting, and I hold hope for you as you move forward. Probabilities and math can offer us some guidance on what to expect, but ultimately there is so much that is beyond our scope of knowing. I wish you well on the outcome of your one little embryo. Matt and Dory, I cannot say thank you enough for the community that you have built here. And whatever your next steps are, I'm cheering you on too. With love, Bea. I've decided it's Bea. I think it's B. Or B. In a 2,300 square foot house in Tulsa with her husband, 14 month old, and favorite firstborn bear dog, our lab German Shepherd mix. Zero hot dogs in 2021, but the summer is coming, so stay tuned. Your dog looks like an alligator. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's not her dog. Oh, I thought that was her toddler ri- her toddler riding a dog. No, I think that's her, her toddler on um, what might be an alligator. <laughs> it's an alligator statue. Very cute toddler. Thank you for including it. Or is that a crocodile? No, that's an alligator. Or is it a crocodile? I forget. I don't know. Um, thank you for this. And yeah, Nicole, we're thinking of you. Please keep us posted on. I like his romper. On what's going on. Um. Yeah, it's a cute romper. Good job, B or Bea. I gotta say, I think it's B. All right, you think it's I'm B? Saying that because I don't know why I'm saying that. Yeah, why are you saying that? We don't know. Um. All right. Moving on to the person who wrote in last week about having an oversupply of milk with her three-month-old, and she's had mastitis three times, and mm. she wants to stop. Yes. I think she wrote in a couple weeks ago, and we've gotten... we got A uh, number of responses, we got some responses. last week yes. and some this week. And now we have some this week. So this is from Alyssa. I wanted to send some sympathy to oversupply mom and stipulate that I have no position about whether she should wean or not. She's got to do whatever feels right. But if she wants to continue, she should know that the first three months are the hardest for oversupply issues, and it could get better. The first few months, your milk supply is not strictly controlled by how much your baby is drinking. Some women just have a high baseline supply of milk, and it takes time for the milk supply to switch from endocrine to autocrine hormone control, the one driven by local hormones that are responsive to your supply. 
I had oversupply issues. I got plugged ducts all the time, so I used to express milk in the shower because the warm water helped and I pumped between feedings. I was worried I was just making it worse. But then after three months, the combination of my baby drinking more and more at each feeding and my breast finally figured out, figuring out that I didn't need so much damn milk, I got so much more comfortable, which was really fortunate because three months was also the age when my first kid decided bottles were the worst and he wouldn't drink from them anymore. When baby two came along, he was two years and still nursing. He was two years old and still nursing a couple times a day and was, but was happy to help me out with my extra milk. I'm so excited. This is the first time I've written in since we had to start giving our stats. <laughs> I live in a 1600 square foot townhouse with an 11 year old, eight year old and my husband in the San Francisco Bay Area. Distance learning while he works from home has been so much fun. Ha ha ha. (laughs) We're looking for a new place, but shocker, so is everyone else. I keep hearing stories about how everyone is leaving the area, but you wouldn't know it by how few houses are on the market. We ate one to two hot dogs a week each in 2020. But suddenly my eight-year-old decided they're gross, so we haven't had any this year. (laughs) I like these sudden decisions by your children. Hey. No kids more bottles. Kids have strong opinions. We're done with hot dogs. What's next? I'm tired of the Bay Area. Oh. Bart blows. That's These are what the kids are going to say. Yeah. I'm just going to say. Okay. I mean, why not? Um, Alyssa, thank you for this. And that, that's some good info about the three months. It's all kind of a blur to me. I, I, I barely remember any of it. Ugh. I remember all of it. That was a tough time. Part of it? Most of it. Some of it. Um, all right. On the same topic, this is from Stephanie. She says, hi, Matt and Dory. I'm really enjoying your podcast as a new mom. I started out as a Forever 35 listener and transitioned over here once I had my own baby. I just wanted to say the email last week about formula feeding made me feel so validated. I had my daughter in September 2020. I bought all of the breastfeeding supplies, having all of the intentions of breastfeeding. I had to be induced at 37 weeks due to preeclampsia. Long story short, I went through all the things Dory did for induction, including the Foley balloon. That hurt. Whoa, Foley balloon getting a second mention in Mm -hmm. the pod. And my cervix wasn't budging. I finally pulled the plug on day three and said, one C-section, please. I have flat nipples, so latching was hard. Oh, my God, Stephanie, we are like the same. In addition, my milk wasn't coming in, and my baby was a little smaller at five pounds, 15 ounces, so I was really anxious about making sure she was eating. Unfortunately, the hospital forgot to give me my Lexapro pill one day as well, which really made my anxiety skyrocket. I felt so awful for not being able to breastfeed. Before we left the hospital, I made the decision to exclusively formula feed for my mental health and because I wanted my baby to eat. She is now six months old and thriving. I am also feeling much better. It's hard on new moms when breastfeeding is pushed so hard. I understand why hospitals do it, but look, I was formula fed, my mom was formula fed, my husband was formula fed, and we all turned out fine. Love the show. Thanks for reading. Sincerely, Stephanie in 1,440 square feet in St. Paul, Minnesota with one husband, one six-month-old daughter, a cat, and a dog. No hot dogs this year, but I love a turkey stick with cheese. Sure, sure. Okay. What's a turkey stick? I assume it's a hot dog that is made of turkey. Oh. Turkey dog. Oh. I'm assuming. I could be wrong. I don't know what they get up to in St. Paul. It's freezing. It's very cold. Um, Stephanie, I related to a lot in this email. A lot. Including your cervix, not budging. Yes, but we lost you on five pound baby. Yeah, well, she was induced at 37 weeks. Gotcha. I was induced at 40 and Henry was already enormous. I mean, practically 41 weeks. Let's be honest. By the time he came out, it was 40 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. Did not want to go. He was very comfortable. Tiny tyrant struck again. Yep. <laughs> we should take a break. Question yeah, let's, mark. Let's question take mark. A, let's take a break. Exclamation point. Because when we get when we come back, we have to talk about potty training. Oh. BRB. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh. Yeah, that's what you said. What, that is what I said. <laughs> All right, why don't you read this? Because like, my brain was like trying to think of some sort of uh, potty training pun, and then I couldn't. So that's why I went, oh, mm. nothing. I had nothing. Nothing in the tank. Um, all right, why don't you read this next email from Okie dokie. This is from Laura. Uh, I wanted to respond to some of the potty training talk and push back on the idea that waiting until your child is ready is a scam. I find that after breastfeeding, potty training is the next biggest source of stress and strong opinions. As an aside, I'm a reproductive epidemiologist who's read a lot of evidence on breastfeeding, and I 100% support people not breastfeeding if they don't want to for whatever reason. I find one thing that these studies almost never account for is caregiver well-being, which should absolutely figure into these decisions. I think there's a ton of societal pressure to potty train kids early, and I think this can cause so much unnecessary stress and anxiety for both kids and parents. My older kid is four and a half, and we tried the oh crap method twice with her because I was scared of missing the magic window. Both times she made it extremely clear that she did not want to use the toilet to point uh, to the point of holding her pee until she was crying in pain. It was an awful experience for all of us. I think... Some of what gets lost is just because kids are physically ready, they may not be emotionally ready. That's also important. I feel like if I had kept pushing, I would have really broken her will. And for what? Toddlers have so little control over what happens in their lives. And I decided to trust her with deciding when she uh, would be done with diapers. This removes so much stress. And one day, soon after she turned three, she decided, and that was it. No accidents, no drama, no stress on my part, which is important too. We're taking the same approach with our second, who's a month younger than Henry. We have a little potty out for her to see and stand in, but no pressure on her from us. Uh, uh, no pressure from her, or on us, rather. Different things will work for different families. The boot camp method clearly seems to work for a lot of kids, but it's not for everyone. There's very little actual research in potty training. Parenthetical, oh crap, is not evidence-based, and the author is not a scientist or a clinician. Uh, and the few studies that have been done aren't super convincing due to issues with their methods. All of this to say, potty training seems to be another area where people should do what works best for them and their kids and not feel like a failure if the thing that everyone seems to think you should be doing just doesn't work. Thanks for all you do. Laura, in 2,600 square feet in Medford, Mass. Oh, Medford. With one husband, two kids, one tuxedo cat, no hot dogs. How many Kelly's roast beef sandwiches? Huh, Laura? Huh? Wow. 
I'm asking. I haven't spent much time in Medford. I wonder if the Pizzeria Regina is still over there at Wellington Station, hmm. along with the Kelly's Roast Beef. It's a one-two shot of fun. Wow. They put that in right as I was leaving town. It went in where the old Krispy Kreme was. The Kelly's Roast Beef went into where the Krispy Kreme was. Mm. In, the, in the utter failure of another donut shop to try to come into Massachusetts. Fuck you, kid. We're doing donkeys. That's essentially what Massachusetts told them. How dare they even try? Uh, um, well, Laura, thank you for this perspective. I feel like Henry oh is going to potty train when Henry feels like potty training. What did, your, what did your sister use? Oh, crap. What are we using? Nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just checking. I don't know. <laughs> We're using that one potty book. Yeah. And not even using well, it. We're just reading it to According him. to... And now that he's down to four books a night. We haven't been reading it. Um, I was talking... We were talking about it in Rye last week. And she was saying that, um, like, when they start really showing an interest in the potty, like, wanting to sit on it voluntarily and just kind of being more interested than he is right now, um, then you can do what basically what Oh Crap does, which is have them be naked for like three days. And then and then they have to use the potty, except for um, nap and overnight. But like during the day, they, they're just supposed to be naked. That is literally wild. My friend just did it with her twins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of pee to clean up, but like... I mean, it seems like it's a lot of pee to clean up. Yeah. What, what about the poop? What about the, oh, crap? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> I also feel like his... Although Henry would love to be naked. He would... Well, the, our, the teacher was also like, then they realized that they love being naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all it will be. He, he already loves it, so... Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I feel like we still have a little like, you know, I offer it to him every night, like before he takes a bath, I say, do you want to sit on the potty? And like one out of every 10 times he says, okay. And then other times he goes, no. Uh, yeah, that's all correct. So yeah. this comes from Sally. His next email here. Hi, Matt and Dory. Just listened to this week's app and wanted to add to all the recommendations you've already received about the Oh Crap Potty Training book you mentioned reading an article about how there's a perfect window or right after the child turns two and that it's the same philosophy that Jamie, the author of Oh Crap, uses. A lot of people complain about how judgmental she is. <laughs> and I think if your child is already three and you pick up the book, you will totally feel this way. We waited until our kid was two and a half before starting the method and we did hit some roadblocks, so we hired one of the consultants. Uh, I'm not sure it was actually helpful. <laughs> Oh, Sally, I wish you'd talk to me. I think our daughter just took a little longer than expected to have things click. I had to listen to many naysayers telling us to stop and try later, or she's not yet ready. But I knew that wasn't very that wasn't true of every roadblock we encountered with training was a sign that we'd actually waited too long. So in that respect, it was good to have a consultant on my side. All of this is to say that, yes, the window between 24 and 30 months is the right time to train, but it could be uh, could still re be really hard. While, we, while they wait until they're ready, rhetoric might be bullshit. It is important for parents to remember to be ready, sorry, to potty train. 
So start reading the book right now. Perhaps potty training should be one of uh, should be Matt's hiatus project. Three question marks. <laughs> hiatus pro. My uh, uh. hiatus project is on a whiteboard behind me. Uh, all the best. Two parents. One about to turn seven. No pets. No plants. Twenty four hundred square feet. More like nineteen hundred if you exclude the dingy finished basements in Arlington, Massachusetts. Arlington. Arlington. Wow, Medford and Arlington, writing in about potty training. Oh, yeah. You gotta must wait. be something in the water. I waited till they were 40 months. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is a real, you got, I guess you got to do what works for you kind of situation. I mean, look at that line. Another one from from Boston. This is like uh, quite a contingency coming out here. Yep, yep, yep. That's true. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for weighing in on the potty training uh, stuff. Yes. Um, okay. Christine texted us and said, "Advice for your reader about going." I think she meant listener. About going from one to two kids, the adjustment from zero to one kids was much more of an adjustment than one to two. Once naps, car seats, and all the gear are already part of your lives, it's just another family member in my eyes. Christine from Wisconsin with four kids who thinks two seems easy now. Uh, you know, that's true. You kind of like already have the stuff together ready yeah. to go. It's like if I suddenly decided to start making bookshelves, I'd be like, oh, I already have everything I can. Yeah. Make a bookshelf pretty easily. Yeah. Good to know. Yep. A bookshelf is just like a kid. Well, you know, it's like I don't have to go out and buy a router. I don't have to go out and buy a table saw. Mm, I don't have to go out and buy a chop saw. I don't have to go out and buy a sander. I don't have to go sure. out and buy. Yep. You know All what those I mean? things. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. with kids, it's like car seat. You know, we got, we got another, we got that one over there. Yeah. Like infant car seat over there. There's mold on the straps, though. And you let me have that in here? You just put it in here. You made me put it in here. Yeah. And now you're telling me there's mold in the straps? Yeah. Thanks a lot. You didn't notice that? No, I didn't see mold on the straps. No. I thought we could maybe fix it, but maybe we can't. You think Dita can fix it? Maybe Dita can fix it. Oh, my God. Dita can fix anything. Jeez Louise. All right. This is from Leslie. On a totally different note. Mm -hmm. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I've been through a ton of busy seasons to quickly switch to months of downtime, pandemic times included. The back and forth of life has done a number on my weight gain and losses and overall body. My self-confidence is down in the drain these days. Matt, I, I remember you were doing intermittent fasting. How have you been doing, especially with the shift of hiatus after long working weeks? Do either of you have any general body acceptance advice? Thank you for the podcast. I learned so much from you and hope to have children in the future and carry your knowledge with me when the time comes. Leslie, P.S. No hot dogs in 2021. The texture is just not for me. (laughs) Uh, Leslie, thank you. Uh, Intermittent fasting was, well, you know, it it was easy. Even on hiatus weeks, it was easy. Uh, Mostly because of like the just pounding of water in the morning. And my window was like, 11 started at 11 a.m and then went eight hours but i never would go the eight hours because i would just eat that big meal at like three or four and then essentially start my fast because i was too full to eat again until seven o'clock um that said i have been back on the four-hour body diet 
uh, which essentially is slow carbs, um, a low glycemic index stuff with a cheat day on Saturdays and uh, cardio thanks to an Oculus Rift uh, where I will pretend to box somebody. I will then do some beat sabering. Then I will pretend box somebody again. And um, yeah, in the last three weeks, I'm down 16 pounds doing that. Um, but I will say intermittent fasting, is it works. It's a thing that works. As long as you're eating the right stuff. And then as far as body acceptance, I wish I had advice for you. I have advice for you. Um, there's a book called The Fuck It Diet. <laughs> which sounds aggressive. Is it's it's basically about how dieting makes you feel more addicted to food because you get into this like binge and purge cycle. Um I don't follow. <laughs> and um it's kind of based on like intuitive eating principles. Yeah. So, you know, the, I think, I think this book could be helpful for you. And she also has um, a podcast, of course, called the fuck it diet podcast. All right. I remember trying to listen to that. How'd it go? Okay. I feel like you're not really into body acceptance. I am not. Mostly because I do not accept me. <laughs> yeah, which is you know, I accept everybody else's body. That's a, that's that's fine. A story for another time. Everyone else's body, I accept my own. No, thank you. We're working on it, everyone. Okay. Um. All right. Now, one email for the Lego portion of the podcast from Mary. Okie dokie. Hello, I love putting together Lego sets, although I don't have much time for it now with two little ones at home. One thing I've never been able to sort out is what to do with my creation once I'm done. I hate taking it apart, but I also don't have an enormous amount of extra space to display these things. I'm the same way way with puzzles. I love putting them together, but there's always a sort of letdown a few days after I finish when I have to take it all apart. Matt, what do you do with your Lego creations when you're done with them? Thanks, Mary from Metro West Boston with two kids, three dogs, and a husband in about 1,400 square feet. I've never heard someone say Metro West Boston. I have, what actually. Is that, like Belmont? No, I think it's like Natick. Oh. All right. Uh, what do I do with them? Well, we have, uh, right now they're all gathered on top of the dresser. Yep. I do need to get three or four shelves for it, for them, because it's getting a little out of hand. I would not uh, disagree with that. I turned the uh, Saturn V rocket vertically today mm-hmm. to think I would give myself more room, but I did not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do I do with them when they're done? I essentially just tuck them away on a flat surface. Uh, that's the plan. So far, it's working out. Although Dory was like, you're, you can't have my dresser, too. Get out of here. Which I think is fair. Mm, There's also whatever. another dresser that would have surface area, but it has other crap of mats on it. Well, it also has, like, the Apple TV and the DVD player. Okay. You know, which you can't block with the Lego sets. And I can't put them on top. You know what I mean? We can move them forward. Mm, but that doesn't help. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, thank you all for listening to the program, and also thank you for just hanging in there. But the biggest thank you goes to our Patreon supporters. You can support our show and be like our greatest listeners and get up to two bonus episodes a month at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. And we give those who support the $5 a month a name shout out on the podcast each and every month. You can get up to two episodes every month. So look, if you want to hear that story I was telling about Dory's mother, that's where you'd go. Uh, You also get the back catalog of Patreon uh, if you sign up now. So thank you to Carolyn Land. You know what? That remind sorry, that reminded me of something else that I that I wanted to uh read from from a listener about about the Patreon. Oh, okay. She wrote it's from Julia. I became a Patreon supporter recently and I wanted to let you know I was listening to the episode from February 27th, 2018, and at about this timestamp of 3433 into the episode, y'all were having a debate about whether you would let your child ride the haunted mansion at 18 months because a nephew, I think of yours, had, and Matt says the kid doesn't remember, and Dory says yes, he did. Well, due to the pandemic, Dory got her wish, and Henry was saved from going on the haunted mansion <laughs> ride when only 18 months old. On a separate note, becoming a Patreon supporter and listening to previous episodes is really helping me get through the last couple of months of teaching in a semi-rural town in Texas that will soon be going mask optional. Thankfully, I'm fully vaccinated, but still, that has my anxiety and depression going through the roof. I already have a therapist, thank goodness, and y'all are to me what Maisie Dobbs is to Dory. Very cozy. Oh, there you go. And she is living in 840 square feet in Austin with my husband, middle-aged cat, and a hot dog consumption this year of four plus five more sausages. So I just wanted to share that because, you know, uh, people people really get something out of the Patreon that they that they can't get out of the regular episodes. Yes, plus, I mean, it is probably an interesting time capsule to go back yeah. and listen to the us talk for, you know, much, I would say, even much more unfiltered there than we are here. Yeah, so, anyway, sorry for that interruption. Let us commence again. Well, after Carolyn Land, you would then say... Greg Watchorn. I would say Haley Tryon. Jennifer H.S. Melody Baltazar. Angie James. Tyler Rosewood. Abba N. Alan L. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Amanda Lady. Amy. Ann Flucker. One, two, three, four anonymous people. April Cherry. Ariana Perry. Ashley Cicely Lee. Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Bianca Loria. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Chinami Worth. Christina Smith. Cynthia Meisner. Debbie Meredith, a.k.a. Les Conan's mom. Diana. Diana Robinson. Diana M. Martin. Dr. Beverly Crusher. <laughs> e. Fast. Edwina Goodingham. Edwina Morgan Bodo. I love that we have two Edwinas in the Patreon. I mean, it was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> Listen, thank you all so much. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Tune in for more potty talk. Bye. Bye. <laughs>